Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I am sharing with you part one of this coaching call that I had with Intentional Mama of the Month winner from the Facebook community, Mom Life balance. She won back in March, I believe. And we had this very powerful coaching call that had all to do with seeking God as a new mom. Emily jumped on with a one month old baby asking the question, how do I spend quality time with God? And also how do I manage the stay at home mom life, taking care of the baby and the home all together? So I answer these powerful questions from Emily and more in this two-part episode series. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. I remember when I first became a believer, and I remember years past that feeling like, how do I not have this closeness with God that I once felt? And then years past that, finding the same thing as well. And it was through this journey, this process that I had walked through, that I developed this deep-seated love of my relationship with God, where I came to know Him in different ways. And this is the stuff that has been put in the Seek First course that I have prepared with God for you all. But before we dive into this course, I am hosting a completely free Connect with God Consistency Challenge, because if we're going to be in relationship, we have to be in the relationship, right? If we just didn't meet with or talk to or hang out with or commune with our spouse, we would not have a relationship with them. Same thing. If we weren't present in nurturing this relationship with our children, we wouldn't have a relationship with them. And so this relationship with God requires consistency. It requires that we meet with him regularly through his word, through prayer, and more. And we're going to be talking about some of the stuff in the Connect with God Consistency Challenge and the Seek First course. But I want to share these couple of testimonies with you guys from some of the ladies that I have had the honor and pleasure of working with because it's so powerful when we get to experience God in a completely different way in our life. A few years ago, I had the honor of working with Britt 
And Britt said, I found God more in my life each and every day because we had that consistent reminder of the importance of seeking God. I also had the honor and privilege of working with Ashley F. And she said, when she started working with me, she really struggled finding the time in her day to have that Jesus and me time. Sasha helped me realize how much I was overthinking this and how simple moments can quickly be turned into quiet time between Jesus and I. Sisters, my heart is that you will come into this Connect With God Consistency Challenge, that your faith would be simplified, that you wouldn't go into this with a checklist Christianity mentality, but that through this, you would come to be reminded about who God is, who you are in him, and what it's like to truly sit in deep relationship with him. So sisters, I hope you will go to intentionalabundance.life backslash connect with God or click the link in the show notes to join us in this completely free challenge. And sisters, you want to get in now. We're not starting until the 18th, but you want to get in now because we are already starting this party. We're already giving away door prizes and more. So I'll see you there. And now we are going to dive into this live coaching call with Emily Diaz. I do want to give you a little heads up. You might want to turn your volume up now. The audio isn't the greatest. It looks like Emily and I were both using not amazing recording devices this day, but the content within this coaching call is so good. I just have to share it with you all. Okay, we are here live today with Emily Diaz and Emily won Intentional Mama of the Month for March in the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community over on Facebook. So if you're listening on the podcast, you're not already in the community, definitely jump in there. Tons of great value. Uh, We pray for each other, drop scripture, um, try and hold each other accountable and so much more. So tons of good stuff going on there. If you are in the community, the way Emily won this is just by showing up, posting um, in the group, commenting on other people's stuff, liking, hearting stuff, things of that nature. We let Facebook just tell us who the most engaged people are for the month and um, you're allowed to win up to two times intentional mom of the month. And that can earn you either a live coaching call just like this, or a $100 coupon for the, I am coaching program. And so Emily chose this free live coaching call. I absolutely love your shirt. It says, does it say hashtag mom life? That is yeah, it does. so perfect. <laughs> um, Emily, thank you so much for showing up in the community, for being a part of it, for engaging. I know you just had a little one and that was some of the stuff that you we're asking um, that you posted about was asking for prayers for that whole process. And so grateful that it went um, well enough. I suppose you're a new mom. And I know the topic that you want coaching on today has something to do with that. So you want to share a little bit about yourself with us and what you want coaching on today? Yeah, of course. So like you said, my name is Emily and um, I am a new mom. I have, well, now she's a month. She is no longer too much of a newborn, but still a tiny baby. Um, And basically what I would love coaching on is just spending quality time with God while having a new baby and also being a stay-at-home mom, keeping, you know, the house clean and also taking care of my baby at the same time. Right. Yeah. Two huge questions that I think everyone in your position, even if they're you know, first time mom, second time mom, third time mom, um, have, right. And so I want to ask you first, were you a stay at home, um, woman prior to coming into motherhood or what did your life look like before that? 
Yeah, so, well, basically, um, I used to work at a doctor's office, but it was just getting a little too stressful. So when I found out that I was pregnant, I was five weeks um, pregnant already. And I decided that for my mental health and also with my husband, we both agreed that for my mental health and for the pregnancy to go well, um, I should leave the job. And it was either way something that we had already talked about and planned that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. But we never really planned for the pregnancy for me to be a stay-at-home wife. So um, I did leave my job um, because of that. And then um, I did become basically a stay-at-home wife while being pregnant. And I did, you know, the basic house, taking care of the house, taking care of our kitties. And basically, I had it all down. So now with the baby, it's a little bit more of a struggle. And obviously, she is the priority. But I still want to, you know, have a house that is in somewhat order obviously not perfect but you know <laughs> clean <laughs> right absolutely and you're so again again you're so not alone in this um i was just thinking about you know i just went through this transition it seems like yesterday right but i mean my son is almost 8 months old and we did this with 18 days notice <laughs> because we're we're an adoptive family. And so we knew we were adopting, but it could have been kind of any day or two years from now. Right. And so we had 18 days notice from the time a mom chose us until the time he was born and came home to us. And so it was a very quick transition. And my husband and I felt like we did it phenomenally, like glory to God, of course, but but a lot of friends had kind of warned us that going from one to two was like the hardest transition. You know, everybody's got their own opinions, right? Zero to one is the hardest one to two, three to five, whatever. Um, but we sat down and recorded a couple of podcast episodes. So on the intentional mom life with Jesus episode 89 with my husband, how to remain consistent through changing seasons and circumstances is a powerful one. And then number 97 with him as well, six tips and tricks to add to your family without adding chaos would be really great episodes to go back and listen to. I've got more. I'm going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but those are, are good things that you can, you know, while you're folding laundry, while you're, um, you know, maybe going for a drive to a doctor's appointment while you're washing dishes, popping an earbud or, or turning on the TV, um, and be able to listen to some of the value that we both share there, because it's not just myself, it's husband and wife coming together and, and brainstorming and giving those solutions. So I think that can be really, really valuable. But in reality, as a new mom, like that transition is, is so much where you're like, okay, I had my routine, I had my stuff. And now my whole identity and everything has shifted to I'm caring for this child. Like when they're hungry, I need to feed them. When they're crying, I need to soothe them. When they poop or pee, I need to change their diaper. And so you're kind of scheduling so much. Your schedule, your identity, your routines, a lot of your habits can very easily go out the window. But I want to first um, equip you with this mindset that like you are still Emily. You are still a person you still matter and your relationship with God still matters. The other things aside from being a mom matter, right? All that being said, is your daughter, you said she? Yeah. Yeah. She's only this little once. And so I want you to cherish that time as well. For my first son, it was like, kind of, let's get on with this. The second one, I think I held him for like the first three months. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I want to, I want to cherish this moment. And so don't be afraid to do that as well, right? The dishes 
can wait, obviously, till you're out of spoons and bowls, then you're going to need to do the dishes <laughs> or, or call a friend. Maybe somebody can come and help sometimes, even if they're just going to hold the baby so you can do the dishes or take a, take a shower. Um, some friends, you would be surprised, you know, especially other moms, they've been through this. They know what it's like. They'll come over and wash your dishes for you gladly, you know, so you can have those moments with your kiddo. It's, it's so powerful. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid and, and shy away from giving yourself grace in those moments too, right? Where, where you're like, nope, I'm just going to hold her. Nope. She just wants her mom or, or being nap trapped, right? It's like, it's one of my favorite things now. The first time I rushed through it because I was like, oh, I got to do the dishes. I got to fold the laundry. Like my second kid, totally different. I will allow myself to be nap trapped because I can do those things later. Right. And so, um, and nap trapped, you know, is like when the baby's sleeping on you and you're like, I don't want to move because I don't want to like wake them up if I lay them down, you know, and then like, then we have to start this whole process all over again. So there's that, right. That, that bit of encouragement and a little bit of mindset too. But how do you practically and realistically get stuff done? How do you practically and realistically still find time to pursue God and, and spend time with him? while all this other stuff is going on. So there's a couple of different ways that you can do it. It's still kind of early where you're probably waking up every couple of hours throughout the night to feed. And during this season, one of the number one tips that I have is to use one of those first early morning feedings as your God time. And so a lot of times I remember I took a picture when, when my um, son was a baby and I was trying to have my God time while feeding him and I had my actual Bible out and it was like as big as him, if not bigger than him. And so it's like spread across my lap and he's on my lap. And it's just like, this does not really work. Right. Especially when he's wiggling and kicking pages. And so having something smaller, a small Bible, a small devotion, or the Bible app on your phone can be so useful right now. Um, so the version app is my favorite. That's a great tip. It can even deliver you the verse of the day every day at a set time. So let's say you find a routine that she usually wakes up at like four or 5 a.m. every day for a feeding, have that verse of the day come to your phone around that time. And it can be a great reminder to, to open that, right? You can even read that verse and then just sit there and have some time praying over it, asking God, you know, to elaborate on that in your heart, to like meditate and marinate on that verse of the day. You can go take that verse of the day and and read a whole passage in scripture about it. You can join in little um, devotions within the app where it kind of walks you through this progression every couple of days. And so that first early-ish morning feeding would be my recommendation to make sure you're still starting your day with God, right? You can still go back to bed after that if she falls back asleep or whatever, but but making sure you're making a point to seek him and, and make it a point to be consistent at the same time of day, if possible, because that's, what's going to help get your body and everything on board with the routine. Um, another tip is to keep things nearby. So let's say, um, everybody's different, right? For my son, um, the first one we fed in the bedroom, there was like a little rocker. The second one was usually in the living room because my husband was sleeping in the bedroom and the, the older kid was sleeping in his bedroom. Um, some, you know, co-sleep and they feed right there in the bedroom. Everybody's got their different places and spaces, right? But wherever you are, whether it's on your nightstand or a little end table next to the couch or next to the 
um, glider chair to, to stock yourself up with what you need. I've even heard some people have those um, like rolly carts that you can get from Michael's or from Ikea that have wheels on them. And it's like three different shelves. So if you need um, different feeding supplies there, if you need diapers, if you need your Bible or a little devotion or a notebook so you can journal down prayers or thoughts, um, different colored pens, if that's what you love, whatever supplies you need have them readily available for the first, I think six or seven months of my son's life. We just put it away on the end table. We even had like a little caddy that had a no sucker and some boogie wipes and diapers and wipes. And I forget what else was there. It's just stuff that you tend to need all the time for babies. We had that on this end table next to the couch. And there was also like a stack of my books. My Bible was always there. Um, there's a notebook with a pen right there. Things that I just want readily available in the event I am nap trapped in that space. I can be nap trapped and I can still jot down my thoughts. I could still grab my Bible and open it up. Um, I also have my phone on me all the time, which is, I don't know if that would be like an, something I'd advocate for a good habit or a bad habit. Um, but I like having it on me because then I can go to the Bible app. And if you're finding yourself where you're like, I want to go to the Bible app, and then you get distracted and you end up on Facebook or, or Pinterest or Instagram and get sucked into other things. That's like not your intent and purpose and picking up your phone. There's some tips and tricks that you can do to combat and overcome that as well. So um, just some of them really quick. And then I'll, I'll give you the, the floor a little bit here is um, taking all of your apps and putting them in different folders and then making sure your Bible app is like one of those ones that's like front and center for you to be able to see and access quickly. That way you're going to see that and you're going to have to choose to ignore it to go, you know, find Facebook in a folder on a different page on your phone kind of a thing. Or, um, you know, maybe not having different apps on your phone or setting different timers. I know Android and Apple you can set different um, focus areas or you can set different time limits on different apps, specific apps or categories of apps throughout the day. So maybe you'll hit your 15 minute Facebook and then you'll, you're like, oh, my time limit's up. I'm going to read, go back and read my Bible now or something like that. So I know I just kind of gave you a lot there right off the bat. What's coming up for you when I say all of that? Well, I definitely do. Um have like my little area for her and I um in my bed I have a little nightstand I just bought it from Amazon so it came right on time and I did actually yesterday um get a little notebook from Target and it says my moments and I was thinking of starting to journal on that while feeding her and I have a boppy pillow which I place her on when I feed her so I'm gonna try it out tonight for the first time <laughs> I'll probably post on the group to see how it went. But um, yeah, that's really like good advice. I had thought about it, but I was kind of nervous because she loves like moving around when she's happy and eating. She wiggles everywhere. So it's kind of hard to hold her and the bottle um, because I am bottle feeding her and then being on like my phone or like a notebook or something. But I will definitely try it out. Um, I feel that obviously... As a new mom, you obviously want to put your children first, but we know that the Lord is first. He's come before 
ourselves, before our spouse, before our children. So it's something that I definitely want to keep pursuing. And I did have my routine. So I am a little bit like off of it now. So I'm trying to find balance with all of it. So I really do appreciate the advice. And I am taking note of it. I am also recording this with my phone to look back at. <laughs> Perfect. It'll it'll still be available for you in the community as well. So you can always go back and refer to it there. When you are done feeding her, what is your processor routine after that? Like when she finishes her bottle? Well, once she's done with her bottle, um, we do burper. Um, I have my husband usually help me with that if he's up. If not, um, I will usually burper and she does usually fall back to sleep right away. But there are some nights that she obviously she's a baby. She fights her sleep. Um, but when she does that, um, she's usually okay with being in her bassinet and kind of like talking, wiggling around, laughing with her toys. Um, and I'm the one that usually goes back to sleep before she does. <laughs> but yeah, that's usually what happens um, right after we feed her. Okay. Um, what, at what point in the morning do you feed her and then um, you stay up or maybe you both stay up? Um, so she wakes up usually around 3 a.m. So we feed her then. And then at 6 a.m., I usually try to stay up at 6 a.m. But I'll be quite honest, it's not always like to spend time with God. I'm usually catching up on text messages or catching up, you know, on social media, which is a really bad habit. But I feel like we all can kind of be guilty of that. So I am trying to like replace that with um, the Bible app. But it has been quite a little bit challenging. Yeah, I hear you. So um, let me ask you this then. Where is your um, phone? Like, where do you charge your phone at night? Is that in your bedroom with you or is it outside of your room? It's in my bedroom. Yeah, it's um, on my nightstand. I do have other places where I could possibly put it, but I just feel like everybody, we're also used to just having it right there that it's kind of like a little bit difficult to put it somewhere else. Absolutely. Obviously there's a lot at play here, right? You're a new mom, which is like, that's the big glaring thing of like, well, I'm a new mom. I have this baby. I'm lacking sleep, usually tired because you're waking up, you know, all throughout the night. Um, but then like, like that's the big glaring, like red sign that's shining is like, but I'm a new mom. And so how do I find my time with God? But there can be so many other things that come into play. And one of the number one tips that I always like to give people is to make sure that you have a solid nighttime routine, to make sure that you have a solid morning routine. Because obviously, if you don't have a solid nighttime routine and you're staying up super late, obviously, again, baby comes into this, that trickles in and can affect your, your morning routine. And then and all of this right together, boundaries come into play. If you want to have a powerful relationship with God, it involves seeking him. Seek first. Wow. 
I think it's beautiful when we have this constant reminder in front of us of the truly important things in life. And in speaking of Seek First, I want to remind you guys that Seek First is coming again. In this episode, we talked about the importance of that, and we are starting, we are launching Seek First live again, but it is starting on September 18th with the Connect with God Consistency Challenge. The link is in the show notes, and sister, I know that you know the importance of seeking God, and so I will see you there.